From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Upstate offers autologous stem cell transplants, and that unit has some exciting plans for the year ahead. Here to talk about them in the studio with me, we have Dr. Jeffrey Poo, and we have a nurse from the program, um, Megan Lewis. Uh, Dr. Poo is the director of the Hematopoietic Stem Cell Transplant and Hematological Malignancies programs at Upstate. Welcome to you both. Thank Thank you for for having us. Let's start by explaining autologous stem cell um, transplant, what that is and what we're offering now and we've offered for years. Um, Dr. Poo? Um, yes, uh, uh, Upstate has been offering auto stem cell transplant for several years. So auto stem cell, is that the, the person's stem cells? Oh, yes. It's a patient, usually for the patient with lymphoma or multiple myeloma. They receive high-dose chemo treatment, and uh, they get into the mission stage. Then you harvest stem cells, and then, you f- then later we further transplant back after high-dose chemo treatment. Okay, so these are patients with blood cancers Mm -hmm. that have chemotherapy Mm -hmm. and then have their own stem cells harvested and put back. Put it back. So, um, Megan, what is that like for patients? Are they... um, are they in the hospital when this is... They're in the hospital. It's usually a two- to three-week stay. Um, From the time um, they come in for the chemo, do they go straight into... They usually come in, depending on disease, they either come in six days before transplant or two days before transplant to receive the chemotherapy. And then they are given their stem cells back on what's called day zero. Mm-hmm. And we expect a two to three weeks stay after that while their cells recover. So during that two to three weeks stay, are they um, are they in the hospital because they're immunocompromised? or They are. They're their white count goes down to basically zero, so they are at high risk for infection. Um, and we give supportive therapy for the two weeks that they're here, which could include um, blood and platelet transfusions and antibiotic therapy. Okay. All right. So they're probably in private rooms or isolated. They are in private keep- rooms. There are strict um, visitor guidelines. Uh, no one under 12 can enter the unit currently. So I think prior to coming in, they... They make arrangements and kind of mentally prepare for this stay. Yeah, that's a long time. Um, and help me with the terminology. Is this also known as a bone marrow transplant? Is that the same thing or is there some difference? So bone marrow transplant is an older um, terminology. That's when you actually harvest the bone marrow from, um, which is a procedure that needs to take place in the operating room. Stem cell transplants are where you give patients or donors, which will be coming up, um, a medication to increase the circulating stem cells in their blood, and then you retrieve the cells uh, much like uh, phoresis. So you'll hook hook them up to a machine, spin the blood, and collect the stem cells and give them back all the rest. Okay. From the patient's point of view, it's like a, a blood draw? Or it is. It can a more involved. It is more involved. They're put onto a machine. They have a catheter um, placed for this procedure specifically, and it can take one to two days to get all the cells that cells that they need. Wow. Well, Doctor Pooh, um, how successful are autologous stem cell transplants for patients? Um, in Penn, uh, Upstate has a very successful service over the years with auto stem cell transplant services. Um, patient doing very well. Patients do, in general, they, this um, 
I know we don't like to use the word cure when we're talking about cancer, but does this get rid of a lot of the cancer for many of the patients that undergo a stem cell transplant? Um, auto stem cell transplant is a one of the um, technology. Uh, we are not aiming to improve the overall uh, remission rate. However, we just uh, to as a technology to um, help a patient severity uh, to recovery uh, for this kind of process. Okay. All right. So um, the stem cell transplant when they when they are when it's completed mm-hmm. and they are ready to leave the hospital, what is that like for them? Are they feeling a hundred percent better? Are they back to? I mean, what's it what's it like, Megan? So uh, upon discharge, they follow up closely. Uh, They have multiple appointments a week at the cancer center with their oncologist to check blood levels and um, make sure that they're engrafting. Um, And then they follow pretty strict precautions for six months to a year regarding um, mowing the lawn, for instance. They're not allowed to mow the lawn for a year because they are still at risk for certain types of fungal infections. And then once they are one year out from transplant, we start the re-immunization process. Um, So given the high-dose chemotherapy that they've gotten, all the immunizations that you receive as a child are gone. So they have to so you're re- basically redo like those? a newborn baby. So they have to, starting at one year, they start to reintroduce um, the immunizations. So when they leave, when this um, therapy is completed, their immune system still has to be it's brought very back up weak. to... Yeah. Okay. But in terms of the cancer cells, when you're doing the blood tests, um, is, the can- are the, is the cancer gone after a stem cell transplant or is there still some residual? This question is... Uh, it's, it's a little bit uh, uh, tricky questions. Um, actually, um, we requ- usually request patient before transplant, uh, they should not have a circulating um, cancer cells because according to previous uh, many research, uh, which show that a patient is in a disease, active disease stage, uh, patient post-transplant uh, result will be much worse then patient is in remission stage. So that's why you do the chemotherapy first yes. to get rid of it. I yes. see. Well, I wasn't trying to trick you. I was just trying to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the some of the exciting news that you have coming later this year mm-hmm. is that you'll be able to offer allogeneic transplants. Yes. What's the difference? What is that? The difference between auto stem cell transplant and auto stem cell transplant um, is uh, auto stem cell transplant, you use HLA-matched donor stem cell, healthy donor stem cells. Then you transplant to patient. Uh, Auto stem cell transplants use the patient's own um, stem cells. So auto uses your own auto, and yes. allo uses a donor. Yes. So the difference is uh, all those stem cells transplant, besides you can help a patient um, replenish their uh, stem cell in a bone marrow, and further you can engage immune reactions. And those immune reactions can further kill residue or circulating 
leukemia cells or uh, lymphoma cells. So by using a healthy donor stem cell, you can engage the body of the, of the recipient, um, their immune reaction, which further helps Yes, further helps get rid of residue and cancers. This is why um, people say this uh, oral stem cell transplant can completely cure leukemia or uh, relapsed, even auto stem cell failed lymphoma patients. So someone who had an auto stem cell transplant of their own, they might be a candidate for an allo transplant. Yes, if their disease is relapsed. Interesting. Um, because when you first talk about auto versus allo, using your own stem cells versus a donor's, um, my naive reaction is first that it would be safer to use my own cells, but that's not always the case. The is the healthy donor. Go ahead, Megan. So to be a candidate for auto versus allo, it depends on the disease. Auto autologous transplants are done for lymphoma and multiple myeloma patients, where the allogeneic transplants are done for leukemia and relapsed lymphoma patients. So in order to come for an autologous transplant, you have to be in quote unquote remission, free of disease to receive the cells or if you're not, then you will have relapsed disease almost immediately. Um, and then, so if if you have successful autologous transplant, um, the uh, maintenance therapy could look something like an oral chemotherapy agent if needed down the road. If you have relapsed of lymphoma after an autologous transplant, that's when you would be looking to go for an allogeneic transplant. So it's not an either or choice. It depends on it depends your situation. on your disease. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, well, Dr. Pooh, I know you're also um, in process of uh, certification for some immunotherapy. Yes. Tell us about that. Yeah, it is because a very exciting moment in this uh, cancer center. Uh, we are in the process of uh, uh, certify our cancer center to conduct a CAR-T therapy. So CAR-T therapy is a, a novel and a more advanced uh, cellular therapies. Um, basically, we take a patient's uh, T-cells. I was going to back you up. CAR-T mm-hmm. refers to T-cells. Yes. So what is the T-cell? The T-cell is because the T-cells is a, a one kind of a lymphocytes. And these T cells, uh, they're fighter, and they recognize uh, um, your tumor cells, and then they start to kill the tumor cells. So they're part of our immune system. Yes. The, the, sort of the warriors of our immune yes. system. Yes. Okay. But in normal situations, uh, so those uh, T cell activations and T cell um, engaging, um, fighting with uh, tumor cells uh, is not so dramatic. The CAR T cells is uh, use uh, technology, and we insert artificially certain specific antigen receptor to the T cells, which allow T cells to specific binding the cancer cells or leukemia cells. They increase the efficiency of a T cell killing. So you take a patient's individual T cells and do something to them to make them more powerful to attract and kill cancer cells. Yes. So do you take them out of the patient's body? Do you take the T cells out of the patient's body to do that? Yes. uh, And 
Yes, actually, this we call the um, um, cell freezes process. Cell freezes. Yes. Okay. The freezes process we take off uh, those T cell populations. Then we send them to the laboratory. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, so we then we play around uh, those uh, T cells, and then we after those T cell artificially put a specific receptor for certain antigens, then we infuse back to patients' uh, um, tracing bodies. So those uh, um, T cells circle on, along the patient's body and then recognize those uh, tumor cells and leukemia cells, and then they kill those cells. Wow. So these enhanced T cells go in and they're able to do more toward yes. recognizing. And now we're talking about blood, blood cancer still. Uh, blood like cancer lymphomas. still, but still there, there is a significant, uh, profound uh, potential for future even solid tumor treatment. For other kinds of cancers, yeah. uh, liver cancer, brain, yes. whatever. Yeah, a lot of potential. Wow, that's interesting. Um, so this is something um, that uh, Upstate will need to become certified in order to be able to offer this yes, sometime in, later this year. In next couple months. Okay, well, that's good to know. Um, how, how will that therapy look to patients? Will it, will it seem like a stem cell transplant? Will they come to the hospital and stay for two or three weeks? Or you may, how, how you do may. you envision if they're coming in for the... CAR T therapy, the immunotherapy, how will that patient be treated? Oh, okay. So in this stage, like I say, the CAR T treatment still is a novel therapy. A novel therapy. Yes. Okay. So comes with uh, severe complications. So two complications are, one is called a, a cytokine release syndrome, and even they call it a cytokine release crisis. Second thing is called neurotoxicities. Neurotoxicities and a yes, cytokine. And a cytokine crisis. So, because to prevent or we to better treat those kind of um, complications, usually uh, we transfuse back patient T cell at the hospital settings, especially at the ICU settings, and usually we ask the patient stay in hospital stay in ICU setting for possibly one week. Then, just to be monitored? Just be monitored. And if, just be monitored, if patient develop a severe complication, then we can manage them promptly and also effectively. Because if you take a patient's T cells out, that's their immune system. Or uh, the big oh. part of it, right? So they're again. Oh, uh, uh, don't worry about this. Uh, <laughs> in your body, you have a lot of T cells. And when you do, and uh, when you take a certain amount of uh, T cells, uh, we'll, we'll have a very, very limited, uh, minimum impact on patients. Uh, so you don't take them all? System. Yes, not yeah, take okay. them all. Yeah. Gotcha. Megan, tell me what this means potentially to patients in, in this central New York area. We're very excited to be expanding our program to offer the allogeneic and CAR-T therapy because currently patients are having to travel to Buffalo or Rochester to um, have these therapies provided to them. So being able to offer it here means less time traveling and more time with our families. All right. Well, that's exciting to know. We're going to have to have you back to explain more about this um, in the future. I appreciate you both being here. My guests have been Nurse Megan Lewis and Dr. Jeffrey Poo. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.